0: the Lord into this place. Amen. Let's just take a moment here and say, Lord, come on down here tonight and help us for the remainder of this service. And I'm, uh, let's go ahead and pray right now. And in this special to uh, share these memories with Bishop Purdue, and um, and I want to say thank you to the Purdue family for what they have invested here uh, in this location and in this vicinity. And the Lord knows every penny, every millisecond that you've invested in the Kingdom of God, and He keeps He's keeping track of that. And uh, and it's just wonderful. He 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 truly does. He knows every tear, uh, every burden you've ever bore. He's got them bottled up. All right. Well, let's go to the word of the Lord tonight. Oh, kids' quest it is. Matthew chapter number 17. And I am loaded up with information for you tonight. And maybe you came. (laughs) You're like, let's get this one over with. And uh, we'll be mindful of that. Let's let the Lord decide how long we should spend in here before we get back and celebrate the bishop's birthday. But I want to talk to us about a wonderful principle that is proven over and over in the Bible and is proven over and over in this very building. Matthew chapter number 17 verse number 24 It says, and when they were come to Capernaum, Capernaum, they received tribute money. They that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? And he said, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? And Peter saith unto him Of strangers And Jesus saith unto him Then are the children Free Notwithstanding lest we should offend them Go thou to the sea Cast a hook Take up the fish that first cometh up And when thou hast opened his mouth Thou shalt find a piece of money That take and give unto them For me and thee And I want to Talk to us a little bit along this subject line. There will be plenty. You can be seated in Jesus' name. This this life is uh, absorbing, taxing, for lack of a better word. Uh, they say there's uh, you ain't, you're not going to get out of here alive and. Death and taxes, you know, and all that, and when, when it's true, no reason to think any other, that's not, that's not a really a foolish statement, it's said with tongue in cheek, but uh, you're born free and taxed to death, amen, and uh, some of those rock and roll artists have even made a, quite a bit of money uh, writing about the tax man. It's kind of humorous that, uh, so for all of you that ever uh, are upset with what at, uh, professional athletes make, about half of that goes back to the government. Um, so whenever they say, hey, sign for $20 million, and just figure, well, times .5, they're down to about 10 pretty quick. But um, in spite of all these scenarios that are developing, in life, around life, even around the work of God, it can be taxing. The Lord has a miraculous way of providing for His people, and so it's so the our concern is not will the Lord provide, but will are we in a position that the Lord will provide? And when we uh, when we're out of sorts with the work and the will of God in our lives, I've seen a lot of people become angry when the provision does not come to them. When there's when they can't drop the line and pull up the fish to pay their bills, they're they're thinking, Well, why isn't that happening to me? And I think this is a this is a secret that's being withheld from uh, the modern Apostolic movement. and I want to tear open the box and I want to give you the secrets of being in the will of God and being provided for by the hand of God. Because when you are in offense to the Lord, and when you are without without, you can the Lord is not obligated, to give you what he gives his children. So we're going to study a few of those things tonight. All right, so let's go to uh, Psalms chapter number one. And uh, we're going <laughs> to, yeah, I don't even know if I told them about that one. So, But I did tell them we're going to cover a lot of ground. And we may not cover as much as I thought, but that's all right. I've said in the past that my favorite scripture in the Bible is Isaiah 1, 18 and 19, and I would love for everyone here to uh, commit that to memory, because if you are willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land, but if you refuse and rebel, you be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. All right, Psalms chapter number one, blessed is the man That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. It is very harmful to run with the wrong crowd. All right. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I know this is plain talk, but you have to be careful who you associate with. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. If you want to be spiritual and you want the Lord to be the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob to you, then you're going to have to monitor who's in your life, who's speaking into your ears, who you who you drink coffee with, who you eat breakfast with, uh, who you laugh at their jokes with. I, I'm just going to go ahead and lay it out there. Sometimes you just got to walk away, say, hey, I'll, I'll see you later. Um. I have, I've been uh, reacquainting with family that that I'm trying to build bridges that I've not been acquainted with very much through the years because we were headed two different directions and I just freely admitted it, they're going their way, I'm going mine, and I'm go, I am committed to the things of God and they haven't been and their life proves it especially 30 and 40 years down the line. So I'm not interested in hearing the counsel of the ungodly. At this age, I don't have time for unproven ideas. I don't have time for philosophies that don't add up, that are not balanced by the Word of God, and I'm not going to tolerate them at this point in time. Now, as a gentleman... um, I I may not be overtly aggressive towards ungodly behavior, but in my heart, I'm going to mark ungodly behavior and begin to watch it because I don't want it getting too close to me. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we all know that this smoke is drifting down from Canada. You say, that's a long way off. Well, it's it's not really that far away. I don't know exactly... From here up to Detroit and across the river, I don't know the exact mileage from here to there. But nevertheless, it is a quite a distance away, but look how it's affecting us. The people you associate with, birds of a feather flock together. And if you're going to fly with them, next thing you know, you're going to look like them, smell like them. You're going to sing the same songs they sing, watch the same TV programs they watch. You're going to love the same ball teams that they love. And it can, have a, it can have a terrible effect on your life and your walk with God. All right, so if you take the counsel of the ungodly, you are, you are taking the Lord's ability to provide for you and bless you as he wants to. Standing in the way of sinners. Now this is a, a massive principle that offends the Lord, and there's so many ways that it can transpire. but the the general principle is the Lord doesn't want anybody down here on the face of the earth diverting people away from Him. Amen, Amen. I've heard and I could go back through time and bring bring up some uh, experiences where people were involved with people when they should have been offering them the altar, they should have been altering, uh, offering them redemption for their soul. They were carnally investing in them because of the lust of their flesh, and those people ended up, in in a terrible way. Matter of fact, the story I'm thinking of, they committed suicide. Okay, so you your relationships with people ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah, so it was. So tell us about your relationships, Brother Horner. Well, just uh, well, you know, you, you know who I'm married to, but when I uh, when I do business with people, I try to make it very straightforward, very plain, because I've got to represent the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you know, I, I I I'll tell you something that you don't want to stand in the way of sinners. You just you just don't want to do it. Don't don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Now here's the, here's one of the problems that happens when you go through life and you get a, get a little something, you get a little knowledge, you get a little experience, get a little money. All of a sudden, it seems like people might notice you a little more. And we have to check ourselves and say, "Well, I'm still just a man. I could still number one. I may draw my last breath. This is one of my prayers over and over and over, over and over and over. I say, Lord, I am." Four to five minutes away from being gone forever. And am I ready to go? If, I, if my heart stops beating and my lungs stop expanding. Uh, matter of fact, one of the times when I, I was healed miraculously in a church service, I actually thought I was potentially dying. And so I went back to the seat and I put my hands on the, the chair in front of me. And the pain was so severe in my arms I said, Lord, if I'm dying, I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to say a word, I'm just going to stand here and die. But it turns out I wasn't dying, I was being healed. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. But none of us have a guarantee. And we, and we must be sure that we don't elevate ourselves because of the blessings of God and think that we're untouchable. We're not. We ain't been around here so long that we won't ever leave. No one has served the Lord so long that they can't fail. Praise the Lord. And the parable is that those that started at the first of the day got a penny, and then those that came in at the end of the day got a penny. What a reason to go out and tell people, come on in. I know it's I know it's the end time, but come on in here. It's worth it. You're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna meet the God of provision that's gonna give you plenty. And he's going to pay you the same as he's paid me if I even if I've been around my entire lifetime. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night. One of the messages I preached years ago was psychology for saints. It was my attempt and uh, I think I was able to get the The point across that it all begins with what's going on between your ears. In his law, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. So I can pick on Brother Bailey, he can take it. It's important what you think about when you're driving your truck down the road. It's important what we're thinking about when we're at school. Amen. (laughs) Amen. I went to a public school Even in the 80's There were a lot of things that were transpiring We had problems We had big problems uh, There was a lot of things happening uh, I don't, Just go ahead and touch on them I remember Boy George was popular and So a lot of do you guys How many have heard that name before? Okay, well, good. Well, he was one of the first publicly, I mean, he wasn't the first one, but he was a per, uh, publicly confessed to be a homosexual, and, and everybody just was gobbling him up anyway. So that was all going on. It's There's nothing new under the sun. All that's in the world is lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. It's, it's, it's all that's there. And... Uh, there seems to be, and they're getting more and more bold with, their, um, with what they want to push on us and at us from every angle. And I do not want to be thinking about things that are not godly. You say, that's not possible, Brother Horner. Well, I'm going to, you say, I got, I got responsibilities. I, I know that. I got them too. I run uh, what I consider to be dangerous equipment on a regular basis, and uh, they have got to pay attention. Uh, I just have to. I just I need to <laughs> because I not want to. Re- I want to retire with all my fingers, and I got enough scars. None of them. Well, one of them is semi-major, but uh, I don't want to get hurt here at the end. And then you know have a have to go through all that. So I want to stay focused. The Bible says to pray always and without ceasing. And you're gonna ask me, you're gonna say, "I, I can't do that. I know that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you cannot pray without ceasing. I know that. You're gonna sleep, you're gonna eat. You're gonna tie your shoes. You're gonna drive, um, but the spirit of prayer. The Lord knows. Oh, I'm gonna dig deep. Oh, this may be all for all of us. The Lord knows how much free time you have. The Lord knows what you do with your free time, and if and if you find things that ha- that inspire you more. Than the Lord Jesus Christ. You're more aggressive. Towards learning about. Anything. Other than him. And I've been. I have, I've wrestled with. Myself and my interest. But. The greatest time in my life. Um, as far as. A, a, and I've mentioned to you. The prayer, prayer type quest. I've been on. But at another point in my life. I'd. I did not, back when they had newspapers, I did not read the paper. I did not watch television. I went to work. I came home. And I jumped into the things of God and did only the essentials of living. You say, Oh, now, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, we're going to break into something else right now on, along those lines. Everyone, every one of us have a Bible, and every one of us read what transpired in the Bible. I want you to know that the majority of the New Testament is, is the people that are functioning in it and the people that we are reading about it did not encumber themselves with the cares of life. Um, you know, we know what Jesus said. He said, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man hath no place to lay his head. Young people, you want to have, a, have the best life you can have? Keep it simple. Don't, don't let anybody tell you how big your house needs to be or how shiny your car needs to be or what kind of clothes you should be wearing? I'm gonna go ahead and so go I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna knock this one out of the park right now and get ready. Listen up. You see them people in them black hats running behind their horses? Go on. They are some of the wealthiest people that you can imagine. Do you like to deal with the Amish? You don't? I've had good luck dealing with them, you know, for the things we do. All right. Most Americans are about three weeks away from being totally broke. The old bank, if you got a mortgage on your house, you don't own it. You own your car, you don't own it. The bank owns it. You say, oh, now you're, you're bumping up against me, preacher. You can't say I'm, All I'm saying is, are you keeping it simple enough that you can keep Jesus number one in your life? Amen. Amen. I've been an opportunist. I've worked overtime. I've taken side jobs. I've got multiple side businesses through the year. Most of them I shut down because they were unprofitable. Done a lot of things. Done, a, But nothing has ever compared with being devoted to Jesus Christ and because of him he has always provided for me praise the lord i'll tell the story again <clears throat> one day i was working a, a sm- what i considered a smaller job and the, the guy said we don't need you tomorrow oh well, you, you know i was about 24 years old And uh, they used to call me Reverend Red back in the day. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a little spirit. (laughs) If you're a man, you do have testosterone. You have that for a reason. Amen. Ain't nothing wrong with being a man. Ain't nothing wrong with being a woman. I thank the Lord for men, and I thank the Lord for women. In the beginning, he made a male and female. All right, so they told me they didn't need me. I said, okay. I took my tools off the truck. I drove home. I said, I'm never going back. I got home. Marquita's on the phone. Back when you had phones with cords. She said, Frank's on the phone. He wants to talk to you. Uh, big day. i have quit my job now. I got to find a job. I said, yeah, Frank, what's going on? He says, if you want to, you want to go back to work over here, call Lynn right now. Or call him soon. I called him right then Obviously I just quit my other job Mentally, not verbally <laughs> You ever done that? You ever walk down on a job? Uh, mentally quit Every day Yeah Well I take my tools off I took my tools off the truck I didn't take their tools I took my tools you wanna upset the Lord, take their tools. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna upset the Lord. All right, so out the door I went, went to work for the other other gang, and it was a much better deal. About I think it was almost uh seven, eight dollars more an hour, or something like that. Don't remember the exact details. But if if you can meditate day and night on the Lord, this is what's gonna happen. This is the key to generating the results that that your soul longs for. Your soul is craving this. And this is what happens. And you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So what does that mean? means you can live in Muncie, Indiana and have a great life. You ain't got to go to Indianapolis. I'm not preaching against moving. I'm not preaching against staying. I'm just telling you, God can make a way anywhere for anybody that is truly seeking and serving Him. Praise the Lord. I have seen it. I'm a witness of this. And I'm sure that The majority of us in here are. And so for those of you who are facing uncertainty, you're thinking, what should I do? Is the Lord going to make a way? Is the Lord going to provide? The answer is in this chapter, and well, of course, it's all through the Bible, but right now we're in Psalms chapter 1, that when you meditate in his day and night, in his law day and night, you're going to be like that tree. But for, verse number four, the ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And I could, and I have seen this happen many, many times. I've, uh, uh, I, I could. I mean, I've just seen it happen. I have, I have personally had people that came against me for no good reason. Well, I, I guess they thought they had a good reason. Their mother had told them, never go to an apostolic church. You know, okay. I can tell you which church she attended in town. And uh, for some reason, uh, she had built this agenda in her son's heart. That apostolic people were bad. You know, one guy at Ball State, I believe it or not, I think this guy lives on South Walnut, just down there. He got me one day, he says, uh, you know, they're trying to gang up on me. He says, uh, won't you come out of that cult over there? And I was, a, I was a, the new guy on the block, so to speak, and I was slouched down in the bucket truck. And when he said that, I didn't slouch no more. I sat up I looked over at him I said so what's occult About us That ended the conversation I just hey you're going to start Slapping words around on things You're going to try to tell me I'm worshipping the devil I'm not worshipping the devil I'm not worshipping any man I'm not worshipping any uh, Figurine I'm here to worship the king of kings the lord of lords amen i like what i feel in my soul and time has proven who was on the lord's side all right so they they're challenging nobody likes for you to be certain they don't they don't want us to say and stand on it and st- and tell everybody that Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38 is the door into the New Testament church. So they want us to, they want, well, are you sure? Are you sure that that's, that's the only way into the church? Maybe, you know. you know, this person, they're good people, but they don't believe quite like us. I, that doesn't mean I don't love them. It doesn't mean I don't care about them. It doesn't mean I want them to be harmed. But if you don't come, if the Bible says if you go up any other way, the same is a thief and a robber. And what we're trying to explain to people and represent in a godly fashion is that there's one Lord, there's one faith, and there's one Baptism. And there's no reason to muddy the waters. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. But as for me and my house, praise the Lord. I plan on serving the Lord because I know that when the tough times come, their leaf is going to wither. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Their leaf is going to wither. Uh, one, at one point in my life, I, I preached at a church that was not apostolic uh, four times in two months. They had me come, they had, which I give them, a, they had the courage to have me come and didn't tell me what to preach, and, and so I got up there and, and, and preached, and we had a good time, and the Lord was moving. But they didn't stick with it. And today, the kids that were involved in those, they were wonderful services. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. They, I, thought, I thought to myself, this is in Newcastle, G Avenue, Brother Beck's old building. I could tell you the guy's name that was having services there because <clears throat> you probably know him. Um, I thought to myself, I'm looking around. I'm seeing young people stumbling around in the spirit stammering lips I said we're going to have another azusa street right here in in what was a former apostolic church for years and years until they got a different building and I'm thinking to myself but they didn't stick with it they didn't stay planted and keep going in in the goodness of God and say we're going to we're going to see this thing through praise the lord the farmer was out mowing today for and I asked him to go over and mow our field, and I think he just comes over and mows the field edge to check on his crop. I don't think he care, cares about mowing the field edge, because that's how you tear up those mowers. Uh, and uh, he said, The beans look pretty good since it got some rain on. I said, Yeah, we needed some rain. Can you mow my field for me? Of course, charges me, but it's worth it. Um, he wants to see the thing, it's not enough just for him to plant the seed. It's not just enough for him to plant the seed, watch the seed grow. He wants to see that plant come to fruition and harvest it and then get it into the, what do they call them, the elevator so that he can get paid. It's the process. He doesn't, he doesn't care. He's, he's looking at it to the end. Amen. The same if you got to endure to the end, the same shall be saved. All right, let's go to another portion of of scripture and uh, discover the deep secrets to keeping the Lord on our side and pleasing Him. Um, I i didn't look it up, but I want. What comes to mind is the story of Abraham and Isaac. And how that, in spite of what Abraham had, he was willing to give it all up to experience the will of God. The promise was given. He said, I'll give you back the promise. And uh, he said, uh, then the Lord provided for him. Provided for him. John chapter 6, verse number 1. God's provision will never, ever fail. I can, and, and when I was looking, watching the, the slides tonight, it reignited this deep feeling. If, Brother Purdue, if you could have kept a, and I know you, you didn't have time, it's not possible, but I mean kept, kept a diary of all the thoughts that went through your mind through the years. And then, you, then track it and say, I was concerned about this January 12, uh, 1999. And the answer came April 15, 2000. It would be so interesting to know. And I sometimes wish I had kept an accurate diary of my life. But I haven't. Uh, Usually by the time I get to go to bed, I was tired. All right, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. Jesus went up into the mountain, and he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. And when Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company, come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? It's, it's a big job taking care of everybody. And I want the, uh, the providers in this house to know, I know what you're up against to provide for your family. Keep the Lord on your side. Don't fret, he will Provide. When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And, he said that, and this he said to prove him, for he himself knew, knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. All right. One thing about serving the Lord. There's nothing wrong with having an abundance. He can give us... More, exceedingly, and abundantly, above all we can ask or think. All right. I'm not ashamed of being blessed. You shouldn't be ashamed of being blessed. Doesn't mean you're, you, when you recognize who's blessing you, you're going to keep the right at it. i people, oh, you don't want to let, it. hey, I'm still not buying new suits. Still not buying new shoes. Matter of fact, I'll tell you a little secret. You don't think I don't even buy new cologne if I can keep from it. That stuff's mostly alcohol. Wash it off. <laughs> hey, when you sell me polo for $2 a bottle, the real stuff, I believe I'm going to buy it. I'm still alive. Amen. there are a few things I do buy new. All right, you gonna tear them up, throw them away anyway, ain't you? Yep, yep. All right, he said uh, it may take a little. This guy's worried about. It. Said, we're just gonna give him a dab. Dab will do. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, said that there's, but there's a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? I'm gonna tell you something. We have what the Lord is going to use to bless hundreds and thousands of people if we will give it to the Lord and allow Him to break it, bless it, and then it will be distributed. I, my Lord, I've seen, I know that there are young people under the sound of my voice that the Lord has a plan for their life that I'm not. And conceptualize it, I don't even try, I just try to support them so that they will uh, continue down the path that the Lord is leading them on. Praise the Lord! And uh, so, for uh, I prayed for one of them tonight, I felt like that potentially they would be a missionary, and so and I haven't told them that, and I probably never will. But I said, Lord. I feel like there's potentially a spirit on them For them to become a missionary And if that's what you want to do with them Praise the Lord Hallelujah Show them, yeah, show them That's his anointing on their life Praise God They, they are his not, not mine Yeah, not theirs Not his, but his All right, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, saith unto him, there's a lad here. He's got five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. People have always got to cooperate with Jesus Christ or they're not going to get fed. Now, there was much grass in the place, and the men sat down, number about 5,000. Jesus took the loaves, so when he'd given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. Disciples, somebody's got to do the work. And the disciples to them that were set down, likewise, the fishes were as they would, as much as they would. Doesn't sound like likewise. And I'm going to read it slower than I've ever read it in my life probably. And likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. Doesn't sound like they were, let's make one fish per 12 guys. Sounds as much as they would. Okay. That's what I'm saying there. And when they were filled, he said to the disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. And therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above them that had eaten. This is the ability of the Lord Jesus Christ to provide in difficult circumstances. It could take a little bit and turn it into a whole lot. Look around The percentage of people that are in this building Of approximately 100,000 people that live in Delaware County and That's just Delaware County We're a small lot But if we do What the Lord says to do With what we have He can bless it He can break it He can feed thousands and thousands and thousands of people from what we have to give to him to bless. Praise the Lord. Are you willing to give to the Lord what he needs? Praise the Lord. I want to be blessed. I want the Lord to provide for me. I don't want him to think, "Mm, all right, I didn't study on it, but... Uh, this is We're going to finish up with this thought Remember what happened With the servants that were given the talents Alright We all know that As we stand And uh, we're going to celebrate w- With Bishop Purdue In the back But the servants Were all given different numbers of talents the Three servants you know, Ten, five, and one And the the top two, even though they had, they went out and they worked with what they had. But the the one that had the one. And this doesn't, it, it goes against logic. And goes against our sympathetic nature. Well, they just got one talent. Why are they so hard on them? But the one took and buried it and hid it. Lord have mercy. And I don't care how many talents you've got. Do not go hide them. Do not go bury them. Put them to work in the kingdom. Make it a priority in your life. Because when the hard and the tough times come and you're thinking, where's how am I going to make it through? You can look to the Lord and say, I know how I'm going to make it through. Because you have been blessing me the whole time. And I am totally devoted I'm not going to spend my free time. I'm not going to spend my free time working on things that don't really matter. We sing a song, and it's it's an old one, it's a good one. Only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Him will be counted in the end. And I want to make sure that the labor of my life Is not real estate investments. It's not cutting trees and some of the other stuff. But it is to make heaven my home. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads right now and pray. Lord, help us to digest your word tonight, use it to establish our lives. These are shaky times in our world. As easy as this smoke is blown down from Canada. Our entire country could be turned upside down. We think it can't happen, but it can. I'm not saying prophetically it will, but I know I'm looking for you to come, and I want to be ready for your return at any given moment. Hallelujah. Lord, I may not make it through the night. I may not make it on the drive home. Maybe may be my time to go, but I pray, Lord, that my heart is filled with your spirit, and my sins are under the blood, and I can meet you in peace. Hallelujah. And hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Excellent. All right, let's pray over the food. And let's pray a special blessing on Bishop Perdue as we pray over the food. Lord, we ask you to bless the food tonight, and fellowship. Help us to love each other. Amen. ask you to bless Bishop Perdue for all his work that he's put into your kingdom. And we give you the praise for all things in Jesus' name.